0: It's so dark.
1: Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> that one struck a nerve. Oh God,
0: that's <laughs> funny,
1: Dennis, my mate. Happy hour to you, man. Last of the last of twenty twenty one. Oh, is that so? End of the year, man. Well, no, no, no. no we might actually. One no, we we might one. do one next next New next Year's week. Eve, Eve Eve. Yes, if I am able to accomplish that. New Year's Eve, Eve, Eve. That's
0: the 29th.
1: Eve, Eve, Eve. Yes, we talked about that last time. What? Are you all ready for the birth of baby Jesus?
0: <laughs> nobody's, nobody's ever said that to me. No, that apparently, supposedly happened a long time ago. You mean the celebration of? Yes. Yeah, I've got images of a stall with clean hay, and all these really friendly animals. And the the cow. For, the cow, for example, had like shit all over the straw. Was blessed virgin dressed in blue. Yes. And
1: I saw a bunch of cows the other day and they were all covered in shit. And I was just like, man, yeah. Yeah.
0: they role in it. Not unlike they have habits similar to yours. Not unlike you. I certainly I re- have that sort of an, an odor. And I, around I, me. I remember going to the beach with you and asking everyone to lay their shat upon the beach. And I didn't know why. And then later only to find out you were rolling in it and particularly gross because you have hair all over your back and that's
1: lay your shat upon, upon the beach.
0: Yeah. We used to say, so as we, move into this rather juvenile area of odors and shit i want to tell you i want to tell you something that well could be the subtext of the title of our webcast because i think it's that good it's a webcast yes or whatever this is i never did quite figure it out but uh, apparently last night when i fell asleep my wife was still awake after i fell asleep and at one point when when i rolled over i put my arm over my head and Mm -hmm. as i did she caught the odor of my underpit yes and little did she know that i was quasi awake but she went oh dear she said oh dear and then she slowly moved my arm down back on its side right and then today we were she was telling me about it and she was laughing about it and in a moment of absolute clarity she said <laughs> she said you smelled like a carcass sexy you smelled like a carcass. And I asked her for permission to use it in the recording tonight. And she gave it so
1: dead man sleeping,
0: <laughs> right? Man sleep. Wow. You smelled like a carcass. I went fishing yesterday. I drove up to the you know? uh, Muskegon river and it was a bit harrowing. I might say the, uh, water was up a foot and a half, which means that there were some fish that were brought down from the great lakes because whenever it rains and there's fresh water, the fish in the great lake, which these are go upstream. And when they do, that's when we try to catch them. And so the good news was that it brought in some fish. The bad news was it was already hard for me to get to the fish before it was a foot and a half higher. Ooh. Now when I waded out to my old some of my old spots, because I've been there a few times, could not get halfway there, which meant that the water I had to fish was particularly shallow and fast. Wait, so the, um, the, the water came up and you had to fish in the shallower water? The shallower water crept up on the bank to begin with. Ah, uh, right. My point is that when the water was a foot and a half lower, I could wade out 20 right. yards to get to the middle of the river. And now that 20 yards put me in just knee deep, really fast water. And it was anyway, I tried a few spots and then went back to where I, my entry point. It was hard to get to where I fished because you've got to walk about 400 yards, and that 400 yards takes 20 minutes in the <laughs> knee-deep, sometimes waist-deep water up the shoreline. You know what Tom Petty said about this? The waiting is the hardest part. <sighs> that, Tom. Hey, here's a toast to Tom. We lost him 2021. Oh,
1: I think you are wrong about that. You
0: think it's 2020? If not before, but toast
1: to him anyway. Yeah. He, How quickly time flies. He took the Michael Jackson drug.
0: Did he? To sleep?
1: To chill out. I mean, he and Prince uh, and Michael Jackson, I think, all went out on the same chemical. Oh, boy. That's too bad. Yeah. What you got there? Ooh.
0: That's a big old bottle of doors. And I got it last Christmas, and I brought it up here because I want you to see that on this webcast... Yes, webcast, <laughs> fucking podcast. It's gone. It took me a year. Well done. How many liters are in that jug? It's a half gallon. Fuck.
1: Let's see. Say- Alexa, how many liters in a half gallon? 0. 0.5 gallons
0: is about 1.9 liters. 1.9 liters. 1.75 liters, actually. Nope. As I read this but anyway. Almost Selected a two, almost a two liter bottle.
1: I learned recently on another webcast that that the whole concept of single malt scotch only became a thing in like the 1980s. Like
0: I thought it was the other way around.
1: Before that, it, 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 they were just mixing all the stuff all the time. All the time. And be, because what the, the point of mixing is that you can achieve a consistent result bottle after bottle but with single malt where you're only going through one process like you could have a bad batch or a good batch and but if you had a if you had four bad batches and two good batches you could mix those together to blend into the blended whiskey to have a reasonable quality right whiskey. right but they that the that the whole concept of a single malt is uh, very new That's and astounding to me
0: right i never knew that
1: Hey the other interesting thing I learned today was number that
0: two. number 2 number 2 do you have these written
1: down that? No I these are no. all these are no. all like present there must, in, there's probably in my no mind. more
0: than two things then. No this is list. the last one. <laughs> well that would be two.
1: Yes that the actually there's a third. The that the word parenting did not exist before like 1990. Like no one talked about parenting as a thing but it then
0: said raising children
1: or being a parent, like no right. one says husbanding or wifing, it's about being that part of the relationship of being a parent, but that at some point it, people started publishing books about how to, how to parent. And then the word, and then the verb parenting came out and it, it was all like in this sort of Oprah Winfrey world where that concept got created as I am parenting. And I and I learned this in the context of someone, there's a book that was published. Anyone can probably Google it that refers to some people think about parenting as if you are a carpenter, where you measure things out and you plan what you're going to do and you're trying to shape your child in this way. Who thinks that? <clears throat> all the uh, you? all the parenting books talk about how you need to do this. Oh, oh, to, oh, oh the parenting books tell you that right. we do that. The contrast to that to the carpenter is the gardener. And the gardener, as a parent in the gardener context, is you want to create a space for the thing to grow. And you don't know if bad weather is going to come or some diseases are going to come or if it's going to, if your plant or child in this case is going to flourish in a way that you didn't expect. But it's your job as the parent to create this space for the child to flourish. And if uh, trouble happens, but if, but you're, it's not a, plan this and plan this and then it for sure it's gonna turn out one way or the other like the carpenter model which i I found very very enlightening like just a good analogy is always yes
0: i would say that the analogy i would use for parenting is a pinball machine (laughs) okay and all sorts of things happening of course never any doubt everything unexpected and the capability sometimes to go ahead and do something about it and keep things even, Stephen. The parents just have to keep putting cool. in the fucking quarters. I don't know about continuing to put in quarters. Okay, well, I don't remember that being part of pinball.
1: I mean, there were probably like pennies when you were a child, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tuppence. <laughs> no, uh, but the, the, the 1800s, right?
1: But the there are, there's this whole industry around around parenting that implies so much control to the parent in a way that has never, ever been true. And apparently like this industry only really happened in the past 20 years because before, because in the past 20 years is when there were parent, there were new parents that potentially had never been around little children, like in all for the, for all of human history, uh, by the time you were to parenting age, you had been around your cousins and your neighbors and you knew how to deal with little children, but we've we're to this point now in society where you can grow up to be 25 or 30 and never have been around a little child, right? In a way that wasn't true before. A lot of only children. A lot of only children, but also yes, more only children. But that the there's this whole generation of parents that when they see a little kid, they're like, I don't know what to do with this little human. But whereas a hundred years ago, everyone that was 25 had been around little kids their whole life. I don't know. That's very reductive, but it was a thing I heard today, and I thought that was interesting.
0: That's uh, the second thing you learned today, and quite quite a bold subject of many faceted and interesting, very interesting stuff. Now, yeah. So I'm there done. Were, there were three. That was the third one. Oh, you, two morphed into three, kind of. The it was two a and two b to me. Right, two a and two b. Yeah, yeah, and two not to be turned yeah. out. You you turned out to be indeed so here we are here we are did we finish everything we had to say about the final episode of succession did you see many interviews i'm sure because you were not following the feeds prior to your completion but i believe i sent you or maybe uh, many interviews but the one that i was particularly interested in was logan logan's what's his name brian cox's interview which interestingly enough everyone else had something to say about the final episode and Brian Cox was about the last of the cast yep. to be interviewed. although Was Jeremy- that the one I
1: sent you where he was complaining about, complaining, talking about people coming up to him and, and being like, hey, tell me to fuck off. Right, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Which is such a hilarious scenario of to have a catchphrase yeah. that is that off-putting. To have, and he talked about being, he in the, being in this really, he was in some meeting for women meeting about the Me Too movement and diversity and stuff. And then they saw him and they were like, hey, you old white man, tell me to fuck off. <laughs> which, which he uh, appreciated the the humor to that, but yeah, it, it's a good catchphrase.
0: Yeah, it's uh, he, he, when he was interviewed, it was really interesting to hear what he thinks is gonna happen. Cause he doesn't know any more than we do. And the fact is there's nothing to know because it hasn't been written yet. He said well, he was surprised that they're waiting to write until after the first of the year. He said he thought they'd be at it.
1: Did you hear the the thing where where the writers wanted to kill him on the first in the in the first season? Like they the, the whole point of the title of the whole series was that he was going to die in the first season, and then the rest of in the other seasons, the kids were going to fight over his no. over over the rights. But,
0: but he was so good, they said, no way. But,
1: but he was so good that they wrote like he had no backstory in the first episodes, but then he was so good that they like wrote this backstory and as a, as a gift to Brian Cox, they wrote his backstory as being from Dundee, Scotland, where he is actually from so that they could go back there to have the wedding on the, at the end of the first, uh, I guess maybe the first season. Chef's um, wedding. Yeah. So that was like, he was just so interesting as a character that they were like yeah, actually you know, we shouldn't kill him off
0: you're inspiring me to start it all over again because while we're waiting because i saw it it's been how many seasons five it's just been it, fin- do we just finished season three? Three, three, three. so from it was three years ago that i saw the first episode i haven't seen it again
1: and i just in the past couple of months for this program for this webcast I started again from the beginning. cast
0: Where do you where do you see the pictures?
1: They're cast like uh, like a uh, bait into the uh, so, rivers speaking, of the internet.
0: Speaking of casting bait, we're planning our next trip to Topsail. It is going to be uh, a pre trip to the Myrtle Beach Classic. Is it? No. And yes, and we're my brother and I are decided that we're going to take a fucking road trip. And uh, we're going to load up my truck.
1: You're going to drive?
0: We're going to drive seven hours, spend the night in Charleston, West Virginia. I
1: was going to say West Virginia.
0: Then drive another uh, seven hours and get to Topsail and spend Wednesday through Wednesday fishing a whole week and then going down to golf. And my brother will be with us for the Myrtle Beach Classic. Yes, my older brother. I can't wait. Your older brother, whose name is? Joe. 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 He's not a he's not a golfer Jojo, well and, he, and he's not he's not a musician but he sings hes he sings okay. and whether he will or not is a whole nother issue but he and i were in a high school musical together back in the day i graduated in 71 so this would have been 67 or 68 he played the governor and he was uh he was the senior the governor of a state that probably was oklahoma i was oklahoma And I played a hippie dude named named something Clayton Ford, Clayton the third. I'd have to go back and think. Billy Wallace, Clayton the third. No, but I was, so I had a goatee, a long, dark goatee. I had on cutoff shorts that were below my knee. So hillbilly, barefoot. You had a goatee,
1: hold on. You had a goatee when you were a freshman in high school?
0: This was a sophomore in high school. And the goatee was actually about six inches below my chin. Okay. For the play.
1: Right. It, it was, was
0: glued on. It was fucking horse obviously. hair. Yes. Obviously. Uh, not so obvious to you, which was why the, what, what have you been drinking and how much is really what the question is. So you had a horsehair merkin. Merkin. Do you know what
1: that is? You know what a merkin is? No.
0: <sighs> a merkin is a, um, it's a pubic hair wig. To this moment, I never knew something like that existed. Yes. So this is two things. It's a, two it, things I've never known. It's a, it, but then again, then again, I smell like a carcass.
1: No, but there were there were times in history where, where pubic hair was fashionable and or not. And there, but there was like, I think the origin is that prostitutes had trouble with like lice and stuff. And so they would shave themselves, but then it, that was not attractive to their customers. So they would put on a little horsehair goatee, so to speak. And but nowadays, oh, now, nowadays Lord. it's more common with with Hollywood actresses that will wear something down there that is it looks anyway. That's a fact for another time. Yeah. This is your fact number three? I like so
0: It's citrus. How, how you 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 say they choose something else for down there? Indeed. Very politic of you. Very politic. <laughs> so what goes on in the world this week? Here we are, end what? of the year. Building back better, stalled till next year because uh, President Manchin, oh, I'm sorry, Senator Manchin.
1: Yes, I've heard all of those jokes about which Joe is really in charge. This weekend, my family and I did a thing.
0: Oh, I remember you were going to do something, but what was it? Yes. Way to set me up for that. The
1: So we want it was going to be a nice and sunny but cold Sunday. And we decided to, to go and hike. So the little town where I live is at the mouth of a river where the river pours out into an estuary and a river basin into the sea. And that river, about a 40 minute drive from where I live, like just magically appears out of a cliff. There's this cliff where there's, where there's this, it must be a 200 foot waterfall. No shit. There's just this cliff in the mountain and then water is spewing out and it lands and the river starts there. That's the birth of the river, as they say. And I've known about this and we've been, my wife and I have driven by there and seen it before, but we looked up a hike that we could walk. It was like four kilometers from, four kilometers is two and a half miles from one place to go up to the place where you can see the waterfall really nicely and then come back. And so we said, let's do that. And so we... We took the kids and when we got in the car, my wife realized, no, actually when we got in the car and we drove 10 minutes, then my wife realized that she had left her, her phone at home, her work phone. And so we had to turn back and come back. And while we were waiting for her to go up and get her phone, my kids and I put together a music playlist to listen to in the car. And like, we each got to pick a couple songs and I added it to the playlist and then I put it on shuffle. And the kids really love this. Like this made... The fact that we had to drive for 45 minutes, not a problem Yeah. in a way that otherwise they would have been like, are we there yet? And so that's your wife, she won't shut up. No. And so anyway, we were about to get to our place where we were going to start our hike and we got to a place where it said the road is closed and we were like, shit, I know that it's been raining really heavily recently. So anyway, we turned around and went back a hundred yards and parked and we said, let's just walk up this closed road and see how far we get and whatever happens. And so we started walking and eventually we got to a point where like some boulders and shit had fallen down into the road, but it was easy to cross. And we walked and we finally got to the waterfall, which was uh, gorgeous. And, and then we decided, Hey, why don't we go up to this other spot over here? That's, you know, a little bit further away. Anyway, at the end of the day, we had walked in miles, it was was 18 kilometers in miles. It's 12 miles with like little kids. Walking up yeah. there and then back downhill. 12 um, miles. Which is a lot. How many hours? We were probably there for four hours. Oh my God. Good uh, for you and good for them. Yeah, let's exactly. Stalwarts. And so,
0: and Stalwarts, like, I say, let's
1: drink a toast to, to
0: the uh, stalwart children. The stalwart children. Yeah. Our meat. What are you drinking in there? What's in that silver mug? It's a gin. Gin. Yeah it's. Just, uh, it's I, gin, gin, gin. I read the other day that someone, some last said uh, a Irish accent. And no yeah. matter what she said, it's, it sounded like it was pleasant.
1: Aye. So, yeah, we we did this crazy thing. And the kids were, were, all, were always like, how many more kilometers? And and I was just navigating from my phone about where we needed to go. But anyway, we got to this, to this one uh, spot. My wife and I had been to before, but I don't think the kids had. Where they've built this this platform out over a cliff, and you're looking down to a river below you that's like 200 feet below you or something. And you're and the platform is made of this like uh, grid of iron, so you can see through down below you, which is a super wild. And it was a great, and the weather was fucking amazing. Like, yeah, I thought we we all thought it was gonna be super cold, but when we were especially when we were walking up uphill. We're not cold. We're not cold at all. But it was sunny. It was blue sky, sunny. Are you going to post
0: some some pictures?
1: I can put some pictures in the show notes. Happyhour.fm slash 138, I think.
0: That inspires me. I've been meaning to walk a block and a half to get to the 50-acre.
1: Oh, a block and a half? Yeah. We walked 12 fucking miles, and you you walk a a block block and and a half? half
0: To get to the entrance of the wetlands and, Uh, and all of this stuff. I haven't been there much in the cold, and I wonder... It's curious. I haven't been watching. I'm 7,000 steps today, but man. Oh, I started to tell you about the river. Tell me about the river. So one of the, when I uh, walked the 400 yards and fished a couple of spots where I was a bit disappointed, I couldn't get out deep enough. I ended up going back just in front of the truck where the truck was parked Anyway, in front of where there's a boat landing. And so I took off my heavier coat and sat in the hot truck drank two cups of steaming hot coffee that I had in a flask, in a, in a mug, in thermos. a uh, thermos, and went out and found a perfect drift and, for the most part, was not too worried about the current. But at one point, I wanted to get to a particular part. I thought I saw a fish in the water. It looked like a tail moving around, and so I wanted to get out to it. And when I did, I ended up on a kind of a ridge of stone that were about five and six inches in diameter, Stone ridge. In other words, uh, stone ridge. now imagine that the current in the river is strong enough that a four or five inch diameter stone is going to roll with the current. Yep. So these, that's how these ridges are shaped. Water goes high, water goes low. So while I was on the ridge, the water current was so strong that the stones started turning underneath my feet. But at that point, at the end of the day, I was so adept at organizing my body against the current that I literally could plant my feet in the shifting stones and surf the ridge for about three feet, surf the ridge, moving somewhat episode title down, down the river on shifting stones while my indicator and therefore my fly line and my two flies I had tied on my, on my line went downstream So did I. (laughs) And I just did that a couple of times because, I mean, it'd be easy to get to the end of the ridge and suddenly you're in a rapids and I never, I never fell down, but I also never got a strike. Never really. What I thought was a fish was probably a hunk of seaweed. Um, Yeah.
1: Do you think of a spider is trying to fish? He would use a webcast?
0: Itsy bitsy spider goes down the water spout. Down comes the rain and washes the spider. Yes. Out. Come on,
1: Grandpa. The sun
0: dries the spider. No. No. And dries up all the rain. Dries up all the rain, and the itsy bitsy spider goes up the spout again. Yes. That was close. You were almost close. Almost close. Almost close. The Christ is slowly weeping. Why? It is the night of our dear Savior's birth.
1: Why is the Christ weeping?
0: Long lay the world in soulful expectation when he appeared. And the soul felt its worth. He appeared out of his mother's. The Lord our God has returned in joyful exultation. Returned? From where? From yonder past it breeds a glorious morn. Fall on your knees. Or hear the angels' voices. Mm. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: Jesus H. Christ.
0: <laughs> Wait, what if what if the song were updated so that it was like, Oh, Jesus H. Christ. H yes for hell or less than what the hell did i die for i
1: i'm pretty i'm pretty sure that our very first episode was talking about the nativity scene and how there were spider monkeys there oh, but they were on a, were on a rocking that. chair and something <laughs> i don't recall listeners can go back and look at, and hear that horrible sound recording <laughs> i have i've done two bits of homework i have watched two or three episodes of dexter Ah. and for sure the original dexter went about one or two seasons longer than it should have i feel like dexter should have quit earlier towards the end I was a little bit like okay but that said i am pleased to be reintroduced into this universe where dexter morgan is is a person and the idea that he would be living under another name and that his son would come and find him is very very nice
0: i thought it was cheesy i thought it was cheesy i thought the the whole thing with the reindeer that was such bullshit and him holding his hand out and the reindeer sniffing. It was just fucking cheesy. It was like in the original Dexter, they never would have considered something that was impossible. They didn't create a fantasy world that Dexter lived in where a fucking albino motherfucking reindeer is so like into Dexter that he fucking trusts him enough to smell his fucking hand. The first series never would have, the writers never would have contemplated that. Okay, there's nothing but credibility. I agree. So it was very cheesy. And the romance is cheesy. And I thought Harrison returning home was good. And I'm quite impressed with the actor. And But here's the thing. The new setting, it's not Miami for fucking Christ's sake. They're in the middle of somewhere. How many people does he want to kill? I mean, it's like, well, there's not a lot of bad guys up there. Yeah. And it's a little bit like how in
1: Murder, She Wrote, she was living in someplace in Maine. And every... In, in a town of 2,000 people and every fucking week there was a murder. It's like, and it's a little like, suspicious. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's a little bit of a, well, my career didn't go anywhere else. Let's cash in a little bit more well, on this. Well, and that's, that's, like, an, that's okay
0: it's, too. It's it's an interesting thing that, that you raised that is because one of the thoughts that crossed my mind was that they must be paying him a lot of money. I don't know what he's been doing, but I knew up until the time that he got the Dexter role, he was phenomenally busy. Right. And one and the, the paragon of his career was in six feet under in, in my view, where he was excellent. But he's a song and dance man before he's anything. I mean he's Hugh Jackman in that regard that comes from more musical background. Oh yeah. 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 Huh. Well wow. yeah. And a singer and quite a lot of broad talent skill set. But he is older now. And I dare say he's I'll I'll guess that he's forty two years old. You can, <laughs> what do you think?
1: He looks way older than forty two. As right,
0: a 43-year-old, you, you I'm offended by here. You don't look 43. You look like you're about 36.
1: Oh, I love you. Michael
0: C. Hall.
1: His age is
0: <clears throat> 50. Oh, my God. Born in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, I guess I knew that. I guess I bought And so those song and dance stuff and the musical stuff and even the – he's not playing – He's not going to be playing sons, a son anymore. And I don't know. I, but having said all that, I haven't missed an episode and I'll watch them all. Um, okay. I did, You're not I telling did, it well. I didn't know, but he's, it's not all bad. It's entertaining to a certain degree. I did. What did I pick up the other day though? Oh, I picked up the history of the comedy club and a documentary of the comedy club and uh, which featured a current uh, relatively current day David Letterman interviews and lots of clips of him when he was introduced at the comedy club and Jay Leno and Richard Pryor and Prince. And it was riveting and it was very funny. So I picked that up. That's a couple episodes. There's another one. Oh, Elizabeth, Uh, Elizabeth. Warren. No, 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 Queen Elizabeth. But I think the title of it is Elizabeth, and it's uh, Helen uh, Mirren. Yes, uh, and it's only three episodes, and I caught the first one, and she is just remarkable, just remarkable. I think it's,
1: okay, today as we record is the release date on HBO of the new Matrix movie. HBO Max. Uh, yes, that I think you sent a trailer to me about. It looks freaking amazing, but like I guess. Of all the, there's all these superhero movies where there's all this flying around and explosions and shit, and almost none of them appeal to me. But I'm kind of curious about this Matrix movie because the first one was a, was an absolute classic. The latter, the second two were meh, like attempts to cash in on that first success. But I'm curious to see what modern because the original Matrix movie had special effects beyond anything that anyone had seen before and i'm curious to see what level of special effects they bring to this new one but but my other little bit of homework that i did was i've started watching i've watched the first 40 minutes of the six hour beatles documentary oh called get back and and where did you find that it is available on disney plus but I have found it, it fell off the back of a truck in front of my house. And I have been watching that. And, <clears throat> but I've also been listening to some podcasts that, that discuss it. And the general consensus from the people that have watched it is that everything that you've heard about why the Beatles broke up and stopped being is the Beatles wrong. is, but everything that you've heard is true.
0: Oh, everything's true. Like, it's not
1: that there's, he said, One she thing, said, right. it's that. All of it is true at this right, time. Right, That yes, Yoko Ono was a problem. Yes, Paul's ego was a problem. Yes,
0: George uh, was a problem. And George just also- got really tired of it. He just got right. tired of being second banana and Paul trying to fucking tell him how to play fucking guitar. Right.
1: But But at this early stage where I am 40 minutes in, it is like I expressed to you seven weeks ago, we'll say that that what I would love to be a fly on the wall when Led Zeppelin was putting together their their second album after their initial success. They within 10 months, they put out their second album and what that would be like. And that's basically what this documentary is so far. It's they for I don't really understand the reasons. I haven't really really researched it, but they locked the Beatles into this warehouse and told them you need to write and perform 14 songs in one week.
0: Oh, well, and and the, the, the backdrop is they hadn't performed live for years. Right. And, and their last album had diminished sales. Okay. And because they were stretched thin relationship wise, Paul came up with the idea that we got to do what we've always done well, which is be up against it. And come together. Deadlines. And so what ended up happening was that it had on top of everything else that was going on this idea that workaholic Paul McCartney came together, which George came into it like another fucking thing pulled together from Paul, workaholic. And you know what? I need the money. Yep. I need the money. What he had done was he put a mortgage on his fucking home to be able to help produce. Monty Python. Right. And so he was stretched thin. He needed to make a pile of money and on and on. That's, that's what I know about it. I'm thrilled to to know that you're doing it. I've got a, But like
1: this whole, like if you could dream up a music documentary, it would be putting the Beatles into a room and having them compose songs live in front of the camera, which, and it is as amazing as it sounds. And they, when they run out of of ideas, they go back to like songs that they were singing back when they were teenagers, when they, and it's just, it's just fascinating to watch this level of genius. People, like one person starts strumming a thing and then the other person starts like doing some lead guitar on that. And then the, the drum starts up and then the bass follows and it just like, they're coming literally from nothing into something fucking amazing. That you is,
0: showed me, uh, you sent me the Paul McCartney clip of,
1: of when he is writing uh, Get Back. That's the one that went viral where he's just fucking around and George has just come in and hasn't taken his coat off yet and starts like noodling some riffs over what Paul's doing. And it's just wow.
0: Like what ease of creation. Right. That is. Well, but I mean, you're not, you're not presuming at all that Paul didn't come into that eager with what he had been thinking of and walking through and he had at least some of the beginning words and he knew where he was going with it. He couldn't wait to try it out with the boys, but he didn't make it up instantly on the spot. Is that what you're thinking? I'm thinking not. I'm thinking that he was really happy to get into the studio to be able to do something with these guys that he'd been playing around with that he'd been toying around
1: with. I don't know. A lot of it seems very, like the the piece that i just saw before we started this webcast was they were doing obladi oblada but it started out as oh my god oh my god desmond's is doing desmond something at the place.
0: right Bye. it was like desmond was at the flea market at
1: first in it but then they were like oh my god oh my god it's like it, it morphed it morphed in this beautiful way that is like history and so much and a lot of the stuff that they're playing around with I've never heard before because it never made it uh, to a. But then every once in a while they will do something that that is. Wait a minute, I know that, but I know that melody, but with other words, Uh and they've Uh reworked it.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's amazing. We're so lucky that I, McCartney is everywhere. He just uh, released uh, an unbelievable set of music. I walked into uh, Barnes and Noble the other day and it greeted me immediately upon the door. I was struck. Barnes and Noble is still around. Oh yeah. I was struck that when I picked it up, that it was so heavy that I thought, "Oh my God, this is heavy." It was, it was—I don't know how many CDs. Yeah, quite. So you just what? I, I, what did you mix with your gin? Schweppes. Schweppes tonic at zero, zero calories. Yeah, zero something. Zero sugar.
1: <clears throat> the. Um, I also recently saw an interview, with where Conan O'Brien interviewed Paul McCartney, and. This will be in the show notes. It's You really should check it out. The And Paul was super playful. And he talked about the origin of the song, Michel. No, no, no. Michel. Yeah. And he, he talked about how when they were in Hamburg, he used to, he, when they would go out to clubs and stuff and parties and whatnot, he used to pretend to be a Frenchman. And he would wear like a tall turtleneck uh, shirt. And just sit in the corner with his guitar and being like, like making up French, trying to get laid basically. And he said, no girls ever fell for that. And like, he thought that 10 years later, he thought that was just a stupid thing that he did. But, but then one day John came up to him and said, Hey, remember that stupid thing you used to do in Hamburg with the French stuff? That was actually pretty good. We should should make a song about that. And that's where Michelle came from.
0: Oh, no kidding. (laughs) No kidding. Which
1: I thought was hilarious. But yeah, that's, uh, that's a good interview. And like I saw that the same day that I listened to Conan's podcast. Conan has an amazing webcast where he talks about different things uh, and his fans like ask him questions and things. But one of the questions that he was asked was his fans and celebrities. One of the questions he was asked was, have you ever, what was the interview that you've done where you were most nervous about meeting like the, the celebrity that you were interviewing? And he thought about it for, less than a second and said, for sure, it was Paul McCartney. Okay. That he said, I've never given an an interview where I knew more about the person than I knew because he's a super Beatles nerd. So he knows everything about the Beatles history and whatnot. And he said the interview with Paul McCartney was was the most, not necessarily nerve wracking, but the one where he was the most awestruck.
0: Oh yeah. uh, Awestruck.
1: And it was, so it was amazing that that same day YouTube suggested to me that I see this.
0: Right, right, right. I'd look for that. I'd look for that. i will send it to you if you're lucky. Oh, okay. If you're nice to me for the rest of this webcast. Uh, That is now. Now? The rest of the webcast is now. I got to go, but. Can to cast a web somewhere? If,
1: if I can, I, we will record next
0: week. Are you traveling? I'm traveling. Oh, you're going! Oh, you're going! We're going south. Somewhere? Are you going to the islands? Somewhere? Going to the islands? Cayman Islands? Canary Islands. Canary Islands. Tweet tweet. Yep. It potentially, oh, I would love to hear from you down the Canary Islands. Yeah, we'll see what the internet connection is like. Sure, sure. But
1: if we don't do that, then happy new well, year to our. Whether
0: we do that or not, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Tom. My 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 daughter's partner has caught the COVID. Nice. In spite of being vaccinated. And so our Christmas is delayed until January. Some of it is delayed.
1: We also have COVID issues. My daughter's class has been canceled for the rest of the year because there is someone in her class that was positive. And there's some idea that uh, everyone needs to be tested, but like they won't give us the appointment to be tested. But then we're also like leaving in mm, less than two days.
0: So ugh, I don't know. What- we have 15 minute tests available by walking in and just getting it done. There's no wait. You just go into any number of pharmacies, ask for it. And they'll say, yeah, have a seat five minutes later. You've got an instant test 15 minutes later. It's not a
1: matter of you knowing it's a matter in here. It's a matter of the government knowing. Yeah. Like just because I took a home test when I was positive and I and it came out positive. Like I need still needed to go to get the government one that said I was uh-huh. positive so that it can be like official with, with the world. Right. So <clears throat> I don't know what we're going to do. I don't think we're going to have to cancel our trip, but that, that would suck. But talking COVID, man,
0: we'll see. Good okay, man. Hey, love you.
1: I'll let you know.
0: Love you Peace. too, man. Peace.
1: Out. Merry motherfucking Christmas and happy oh, yeah. solstice.
0: Have a good, good one. Good, good, good. Good. To you good and good. yours. Peace, bro.
1: Okay, that does it for episode number 138, which I edited while on a flight to the Canary Islands. And I'm now sitting here on a rooftop looking at the sunset, and it is all just amazing. We were unable to record another episode this year, so you can find the show notes at happyhour.fm. And we'll see you next year.